What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, shoes? We got two pay-per-view-esque shows this weekend. Yes. NXT, No Mercy, and AEW Wrestle Dream. Yes. Just glancing over the card, and this this very level-headed logical question pops into my head. So I'm asking you. We got Dom Mysterio versus Trick Williams okay. on the NXT show. And North we got American title. Massive match. Danielson, Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. On Wrestle Dream, if you had to start a wrestling company today with either Brian Danielson or Dominic Mysterio, who would you take? <laughs> this is the most loaded uh, cold open question of the week in the history of cold open questions of the week. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to take one year of, of prime Brian, Brian Danielson. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I think, you know, I love Dominic <laughs> Mysterio. I know what you were trying to do there. I understand this is his last year, but, you know. Uh, and this, this is Brian Danielson's last year, and this is this is Dominic Mysterio's biggest week. For After sure. After his match against Dragon Lee, all bets are off. Okay. Yeah, that's facts. I mean, because that was an incredible match. I can't hold you. Like, he's he the, the, his heat. And his in-ring storytelling ability is starting to catch up with one another. And the dude is not even, what, 25, 26? It is, it's getting scary. I mean, he's got the genes of, of, of living up to a legendary legacy. But at the same time, you're giving me the last year of, of Brian Danielson on his like Kobe Bryant like final run curtain call sort of era, and then I could start my company after that. I know what you're trying to do there, Dave, and I know you're trying to rile up. <laughs> I know you're trying to rile up our listeners by trying to get our 100 new TikTok followers head. are gonna, not going to come after you like I hope they would. Um, nah, no, you mean, that, that's absolutely the right answer, and you're right. I was trying to just get people going. 
But that's the nature of the show, and we get a lot to talk about today. Let's start it up now. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. We had a good week. How about yourself, man? Good, man. It was a big week. Uh, we did the, the the Jade Cargill interview, which yes. a lot of people paid attention to. I just got to say, first of all, if we're going to have a segment on the show that's about patting ourselves on the back, should it be called the Barry Horowitz segment, or should it be called, <laughs> or should it be called the commemorative Arn Anderson? I don't mean to toot our own horn, but toot toot. Toot, uh, toot. Saying, we'll just call it toot toot that's good yeah, toot, I like toot works i like it we can put that toot, on the shirt toot toot um no we added big interview I, separate from us doing the cargill interview i have to say the way that wwe rolled out the jade cargill signing no matter what you think of her as a talent no matter what you think of wwe as a fit for her no matter what and i think they're probably all positive feelings on this show but i'm just saying you gotta you gotta acknowledge as yeah. much as we said Oh, you know, Cody Rhodes, the way that they booked Cody Rhodes when he came back was going to be a big deal for future free agents. Absolutely true, right? Mm -hmm. um, the way that they booked Jade Cargill is going to matter a lot for future free agents. But the way that they rolled out her signing, mm -hmm. the way that they made it feel like real sports news and got everybody paying attention. How many views did the video of her walking into the performance center get? <laughs> like, it was bonkers. Bananas. Bananas. I don't know if this counts as creative. I don't know if all this stuff that we that happened this week was just solely in the domain of PR, you know, publicity, marketing, whatever. We know that some of the folks over there and they do a bang up job all the time. Uh, I don't know if this is a uh, sign of things to come with TKO. I don't know what it is, man. But if they can make Jade Cargill coming to the PC in Orlando, Florida, a bigger deal than Dame Lillard going to milwaukee <laughs> then somebody's doing a great job and i, I hope mean, it was it was comparable for a second right for a few minutes it was definitely comparable yeah yeah i don't know if we're gonna get the jade i mean the the, the dame walking into the the whatever the the the, the bush warm-up center or whatever it's called is the the, um, the Pfizer it, forum was yeah it? it was it it was it was just it was really incredible i mean i'm a big jade fan Talking to her was great, um, but I mean, I am more I'm a, I am infinitely more hyped after the WWE rollout this week than I would have been otherwise. I mean, that's just it's crazy. And, and listen, I'm a wrestling fan. I think at my core, I will always probably prefer a shocking run in to a media rollout. But if this is the way that it's going to go, this was done really, really well. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we, we talked about this for a while, how much the fun part of, you know, professional wrestling in North America now isn't just the fact that we have two pretty good companies on national television, but free agency and, you know, seeing the people kind of come back and forth 
and and making it feel like more of a real sport than it's ever felt like before. And my God, if if this Jade Cargo rollout did not feel like a massive, you know, we just signed a new quarterback, we just signed a new uh, point guard, you know what I mean? Sort of feeling for WWE. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I think they rolled it out incredibly. Um, I think that just given the fact that she hasn't even really appeared on WWE television and just through social, just through press, just through the the talking heads that has that have, you know, do this for a living, it really feels like the timing couldn't have been more perfect with the TKO signing because the, the TKO merger, because now it just sort of feels like this might be par for the course now. Two things I, that I took away from that interview and just the entire week that Jade had is one, um, it really is going to be interesting to see how other signings are treated, right? Like, I think a lot of people felt like this is the first time they made a free agent signing feel important since like the black and gold NXT days when like Shinsuke Nakamura signed or Finn Balor signed or Kenta mm-hmm. signed or all these other people, you know, and, and they used to do rollouts like this. Um, probably not to this level. No, not uh, to this level. Not to this level. But and, and the second thing I took away from was the last thing you mentioned. As a wrestling fan, would it have been nice to have a surprise or just have her show up on Raw or show up at a pay-per-view or show up at a SmackDown or something like that? I'm sure it would have been, right? Like, I'm sure as a wrestling fan, I might have enjoyed that more. But there was something about seeing how this was rolled out that is in my sports mind, in my my basketball mind, way more interesting than any sort of surprise at a a wrestling show, right? Like, this felt like this is bigger, not bigger than wrestling, but this is something that is, is, you're going to hope, gets covered like mainstream sports in in Mm -hmm. the near future. So, whether it's a... Uh, a mixed martial artist that eventually looks at WWE and, you know, maybe it's on the last legs of their UFC deal. And it's like, damn, if they did all this for Jade Cargo, what can they do for a guy like fill in your favorite UFC fighter here? What can they do for a guy that's a W contract is running out and you're like, fill out, you know, how, how is MJF going to be treated if he ever signs here or Wardlow or any of these people? Um, it was just really interesting, man. And and I'll be interested to see just how they uh, continue to sort of capitalize on this sort of momentum. I think anybody with two eyes could tell you how big of a star Jade Cargill was going to be in this medium of entertainment. But I think now WWE is going to really show you like, all right, like we've had our eye on this person for a while. Everybody knows that she's kind of built for this place. It'll be a test subject of how good we are at our job to see how much of a star we can turn into this person before she even steps foot in the ring. And I think they knocked it out the park this week. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so yeah, it was two, two. Oh, I got another, I got another bit for the two, two, uh, segment. Oh, let's two, two. What we got? Well, let's toot our own horns. This is a, this is a borderline two, two. This is a, this is a question mark. Two, two. Did you see Becky Lynch's quote about Tiffany Stratton? I have not, but please uh, tell me about it. Um, She says, Tiffany is one of those people who got a rocket strapped to her. 
How much mm. do you love it? What do you <laughs> have in here? That's what matters. That's what matters. And it's a thing the audience picks up on. Now she's she's shit talking. But do you think she knows about the Rockets? Does she, she's got to know about the Rockets <laughs> at this point. All right. Be- Becky does follow me on X. So, I mean, she, she has to know. About the, I mean, obviously being a rocket strapped to your back is a very much a pro wrestling term, but we made rockets a thing. You very famously gave Tiffany Stratton one of the earliest and most, uh, you know, com- uh, impassioned rockets that I think we've ever given anybody early on. So I think this this deserves, this is a well-earned toot-toot for you, Dave. <laughs> well, enough toot-toots for one day. Um, so let's, get, let's keep talking about free agency, though, because we're talking about Jane. Uh, okay. Free agency current, former, whatever. Uh, there's also a teaser for what appeared to be one Brian Pillman Jr. on yes. NXT TV this week. Um, I think everybody was surprised at how quickly he came up. Uh, or, you know, It looks like they're going to put him on TV. I mean, the dude's a professional wrestler. He's been out there wrestling for a while. I think there was some expectation that he would spend more time, you know, just kind of get, getting some reps in before he came up. But, you know, that's what NXT is for. And he is a personality. He's a name. He's a recognizable pro wrestler. It'll be interesting to see what they can do with them. Um, his dad, obviously, is one of the greats um, and one of the one of the biggest what could have been, you know, hypotheticals in our wrestling lifetimes. Um, you know, I, I've always said that if he had, you know, if he had lived, it could have been he could have been neck and neck with Steve Austin. They could have just been a one-two, you know, for for the early Attitude Era. They could have been our our, our Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn of this era, where they're just mm-hmm. kind of attached to each other for the rest of their careers, especially given where the Attitude Era was going and where content was going. Like, you could have very easily seen a guy like Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin attached at the hip as as rivals. Um, and by the way, yeah. you, you go back and look through the... I mean, I know everyone rewatches Attitude Era stuff all the time. But go back and watch some of that stuff in sequence. The number of like repeat main event opponents that Austin had that when he was at his peak is frankly galling, right? It was just, I mean, it, it was like, oh, how many times in a row can we do Austin Kane in the main event of a pay-per-view? You know, they could have used another guy, <laughs> um, especially an endlessly renewable one. Like you could have seen, you could have w- watched Austin Pillman 20 times, you know, that could have been just the feud, like you're talking about the same in chaos. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, you pull a gun on somebody in, in their house, I mean, that that's liable for at least a few weeks of television, right? Like a few months of main yeah. events I'd, I'd want to yeah, watch. Yeah, you, you would think, yes. You would um, think. What, what do you think they're, I mean, Pillman Jr. is a is an interesting case. I mean, he, he does, so far, we haven't seen a lot of evidence that he's, you know, as gifted at his, as his father, although that bar is just ridiculously high. Um, but you know, they apparently are just going to like pop them right on the TV. What, what do you, what do you, what, what are your Brian Pillman Jr. expectations? Um, I think the good thing about Brian Pillman Jr. expectations is that like, because I've seen him in AEW, um, that they aren't terribly high, right? Like they aren't, you know, he hasn't really done so much, uh, over in AEW before a lot of people saw him that, you know, the bar is so high for them to clear to kind of see if they put him in a better position um especially if they if they were interested in him and signing him and aren't going to shy away from the fact of who his father is which you yeah. know is, is usually a question when it comes to these second generation guys um i don't think the bar is very high to clear to see as, as if they're gonna um you know do really well by him um 
Now, I, I've seen a lot of discourse about uh, how many times you can run the fact back that this person is a second generation star. and Like know, how many different the, wrestlers you mean? Yeah, not just him, but you know, yeah. how many times can you tell the story? I guess it's I guess it's the same vein as like how many times can you watch a Spider-Man movie and hear about Uncle Ben, uh, you know, <laughs> and the, the yeah. origin story getting bit by a spider. Like we know the origin story a million times, but you know, you always got to give it to I, I got to give it to NXT because I think just in general, they've just done an excellent job of, of putting together great television. So the fact that a, a quick little snippet in between, you know, uh, some of their matches last uh, two nights ago got this much attention is is already telling and already kind of starting to build in the buzz around the same time that Jade Cargill's announced around the same time that Becky Lynch is on NXT defending the NXT Women's Championship is it's a time where NXT right it has just as big a buzz as any of the three brands out there right now between Raw Smackdown and AEW um so with that being said I, I feel like him being just I guess assumingly so being pushed right into television could only be a good thing for him. You know, it could only feel like he's going to be in the, in the situation to really yeah. succeed and not have to reinvent himself and not have to do all these other things. And, you know, but just showing clips of, you know, his history and his past or what people can assume is his history and his past doesn't necessarily guarantee we know what his gimmick is going to be. Maybe it'll be something completely different. Maybe it'll be something that is sort of a red herring where we're going to show you, yeah, we know you're, who this guy's father is, but his son is going to be completely different in some way, shape, or form. Who knows where that's going to go? But um, it, it is very interesting. And just in the same vein as, as Jade Cargill signing, uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on how Brian Pillman is sort of uh, handled in this way because in many ways he's not the novice that Jade Cargill is in the ring. So I think there'll be probably more eyes well, on how he's treated. I think, you know, you know it looks, it seems like he's still got a way to go, but I, but I do think that there's going to be more Brian Pillman Jr. types who are potentially on the free agent wire than, right. than, than Jade Cargill's. I mean, there's just, you know, there's just not that many Jade Cargill's in the world. Yeah. So, like if, if no, no, no shade to like, Sammy Guevara or something, but if like Sammy Guevara like decided to come to WWE, I don't think he's getting a ESPN ringer rollout or anything like that. I think speak for yourself. Have- I'm always available for Sammy content. <laughs> also, uh, in free agency news, it was reported, I think just today, that Edge, aka Adam Copeland, his contract is up this Saturday. Ooh. Fully up. So he's free to do whatever he wants at that point, including showing up, potentially showing up at WrestleDream, if that's where he wants to be. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Where, 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 where are you in your um, Adam Copeland watch right now? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm sticking by him. I'm gonna stick beside him, as, uh, as the old ladies say. Uh, I'm a big Adam Copeland fan. I'm a big Edge fan, and I said even when the the farewell show happened in SmackDown that you know. Given where the storylines were in WWE, I think if I'm an Edge fan or anybody listening to us as an Edge slash Adam Copeland fan, you want to see him in AEW because it seems like there's more stories to be told as far as the conclusion of his career. And, you know, Christian is over there doing some of the best work of his career. Not to say oh, yeah, Christian never does great work. He's He's always been criminally underrated, but now he's even hitting another stride, which is incredible. Um, obviously you got the history with the Hardys over there. Obviously, 
You've got, you know, guys like Kenny Omega, who, you know, I would I would love to see an Omega uh Copeland Edge match or whatever. A lot of these guys from Japan who I've never seen Adam Copeland link up with would be interesting. I think he also brings a level of star power to, you know, the roster that if you're a fan of AEW and wanting to see them succeed, which I think they've done a great job recently. I don't think a lot of people talk about it. They've done a really good job of bouncing back after the whole all-out CM Punk stuff, even with ratings, sure. even with attendance, all that type of stuff. They're really starting to round back into shape. Um, I think uh, if you're an Adam Copeland fan, you want to see him, you know, dance with some different dance partners right now, especially knowing that this is probably the last, you know, run of his entire career. And think about it like this. If you're a wrestling fan, there's a possibility you can have two guys who you probably thought you were never going to see wrestle again in Brian Danielson and Edge and their careers in all elite wrestling, right? So yeah. if I'm Tony Khan, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't think he needs much convincing to go and sign to Adam Copeland, but that should be my main objective, right? Like, you got two of the all-time greats of the past two decades who... Yep. We a lot of people thought may not wrestle again, um, have their final matches in AEW. So uh as far as Edge Watch is concerned, Adam Copeland Watch is concerned, I, I don't want to be that person that is thinks the show is gonna be a letdown if he doesn't show up given the contract news. But Tony Khan did say it's gonna be the end of an era. Tony Khan did probably feel like and and talk like he's got some some tricks up his sleeve for Seattle. At Wrestle Dream, and um, who knows, man? That that Darby Allen Christian Cage TNT title match might have uh, you know uh, a surprise appearance at the end of it. But we'll see, man. It'll be really we'll interesting see. to see if the pull. It's up. not. It's fun to think about one way or the other. I still am holding out. I mean, you know, it's my, my my fantasy would be another Cena Edge feud, as I've stated on this show. I think that could be so much fun. But Cena's doing his thing now with. Uh, with uh, the scraps of the bloodline <laughs> over there. Don't call them the scraps of the okay. bloodline. Okay, the bloodline B team. What the blood bloodline white and black? Uh, <laughs> um, no, that no. It's it. He he's got his you know dance card filled right now. So mm-hmm. you know you know it, it, it does it does look to, it does look very feasible. Um, I uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, Okay. It's not that weird, though. I mean, you think about it. How you think about how many legendary stars either ended their careers or could have conceivably ended their careers in TNA wrestling back in the day. Sure. You know, some of them went on and did a couple more things, but like you know, you know, you're wrestling a big program in your early fifties. That could be. That's probably you know, for most people, that's it. You know, just because you happen to come back again doesn't mean you. That was the plan the whole time. So yeah, I mean, it's this this is this is the way things go. Um, and it's exci- it's exciting potentially for AEW, who now on the uh, on the cusp of Wrestle Dream, things really seem to be humming, man. Yeah, I think they're um, back on the upswing, man. Like uh, they they keep talking about the black cloud being lifted from them, and it sounded cheesy for a while, but like I think honestly, you know, last episode of Collision, last episode of Dynamite, hell, even Rampage, uh, it, you know, it doesn't take much. Tag, doesn't like, take much for the the cas meter to swing around there you go man like sometimes you know sometimes you're you're the windshield sometimes you're the bug they were the bug for 
uh, the past couple of months. But, you know, uh, you you bring in an Adam Copeland, you bring in a possibly a, a Nick Nemeth slash Dolph Ziggler, you get Mercedes Monet in the fold, and then voila, you got a popping wrestling show again, you know? So uh, in addition to all the good stuff you're already doing. So, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be really interesting to see where they take the next few weeks on AEW and uh, taking advantage of the good momentum that they got right now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, let's talk Wrestle Dream. That's on Sunday. You know, potential spoilers aside, this is a pretty stacked card. Let's start at the bottom. Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. TBS Championship match. Uh, you talk about, you know, doing things the right way. This Julia Hart build has been just perfectly done. Just perfectly executed. I mean, a month ago, two months ago, I would have scoffed at the idea I didn't even know she wrestled. I ain't gonna hold you. Did not even know. I thought she, I, I was very, uh, wasn't say I was the highest on Julia Hart, but I mean, it, she had an incredible showing the last two times out. The presentation is ill. The entrance is ill. And yep. she's only 21 years old. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, but they got me intrigued. They got me intrigued, man. Uh, incredible moonsault too, by the way. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a good way to keep the House of Black sort of relevant with Malachi off TV, you know, and and just it just feels I don't know, it feels like a sort of it feels perfectly done. It's perfectly executed. I'm excited to see her and Statlander go at it. Um, I don't really know who's going to win. I mean, I'm just I would just default to Chris Statlander because you know that's you default the cha- champion gets the uh, champion gets the nod, I guess. Um, Ty goes to champ, but. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Julia Hart won. I mean, she's they've been building her, like I said, just perfectly. The crowd's reacting. Statlander, maybe Statlander needs that sort of challenge to get it back. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of possibilities here. Uh, it, would, it would shock me if Julia Hart won. I feel like they've, they've built Chris Statlander very highly. And they made a big deal of Yeah, but Julia if Brody Hart. King like power bombs are outside the ring or something. <laughs> I mean, there's like a million ways you can get away with it. True, true, very true. Which I which I said again would surprise me if it happened. But um yeah. I, I got I got Chris Statlander on this one. I think this would be a great song for Julia Hart. Uh, but she might just come up just a little bit short because, you know, she is still she is still kind of getting her uh her sea legs under her. But I think it won't be long before she's uh, you know. A, a a main fixture in the women's roster for AEW. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's but it's it's been a very successful build. Um, Kingston versus Shibata for the uh, Ring of Honor Championship and in NJPW Strong Openweight Championship. I mean, I don't know how you have Kingston lose here. As much as I love Shibata, I mean, this this is just this is this is Kingston. This is Kingston's 
you know, victory tour, right? You can't just have him drop the titles. Oh, yeah. He's he's the, he's one of the hottest acts on the roster right now. Probably the biggest baby face in the company. Uh, and that's including with MJF or any of these other guys out there. Um, yeah, this is an Eddie Kingston victory to me. Uh, the man loves uh, going up against, uh, you know, the New Japan legends. And the fact that uh, Shibata's title isn't on the line is 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 a... It's a pretty interesting tell for dead me. Dead giveaway? Yeah, I think it's a dead giveaway. Uh, I, I'd, I'd give it to Eddie Kingston on this one. Um, he's due for a massive run right now. He obviously just signed a new contract. He's got two titles. He's the most compelling promo probably in all of wrestling right now. Well, they're, okay. They're, they're, they're gearing him up right now for some, for some ma- major damage, I think. I mean, listen, Kingston's in a category of his own when it comes to promos. He, he's really, really talented. Um, I got to tell you, man, MJF and Jay White last night would could go toe to toe with just about anybody else on the mic. Jay White was just you dug you, dug you dug the Jay White promo. Oh, yeah, you didn't. I mean, I liked it for a minute, and then like at the end, it kind of felt like he was just like spamming catchphrases. <laughs> and I was just like, ah. well, he spent the first half basically just like reverse spamming MJF's catchphrases. Right. It really right. was like a battle rap where he was I, just like, I'm just going to take all your stuff and just like make fun of it. Yeah, but, I am white. I am a fucking bum. Yeah, basically yeah. He did all that. But I, I love how he made sense of why, you know, uh, he felt like he's been kind of making MJF's life miserable from afar for a while. I think that's uh, that was cool. But, you know, the ending when he was just just saying just mad catchphrases, I'm like, man, that's a lot of catchphrases. Oh, but yeah. it was it was I mean, the crowd was. I felt like he was going to keep saying catchphrases until the crowd got behind them because I think he tried to turn it on MJF. Yeah. And MJF, the the crowd was like, nah, we actually really do like this guy. He he really is our scumbag. But he just kept going in. And then by the time he got to the last line, they were behind him. Yeah. All right, great. We got a match. We got a a feud. Sounds good to me. MJF was doing it too. MJF with with his little call and response stuff now that he's a baby face. Is uh, there's a lot of catchphrase in there too. But you're right. Kingston's in a category all his own. I just thought those guys deserve all the laurels for that performance. That was I'm not at some point, I mean there's there's some nights where I'm just not feeling the epic promo battles that AEW will roll out. Not specific to them. They just do it they do it really well. They do it in this really monumental big feel sort of thing. I don't I'm not always all in. I just it was really interested in those guys kind of monologuing at each other. I thought I, that's a feud I'm very excited about. Not a feud that's going to have anything to do with Wrestle Dream, though. I think that one's a little bit down the line. Um, who knows what happens? Uh, you mentioned uh, Cage earlier. Kristen Cage versus Darby Allen. Two out of three falls for the TNT Championship. So you're are you predicting shenanigans or just raising the possibility of shenanigans? The I think the the I think the likelihood of shenanigans is high. <laughs> the likelihood of shenanigans is high. Christian Cage, lowest the keys, one of the most brilliant sort of wrestling minds we've ever seen because he always finds clever finishes. Like his finishes are always clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a two out of three falls match gives you an opportunity for some clever finishes that don't necessarily end in a title change or a title retention. And, you know, Darby Allen, I don't know if putting the TNT title back on him is the move right now. I think Christian is, is in such a groove well, that... Yeah, there's already Luchasaurus, by the way, if, as far as shenanigans go. I mean, there's a lot of right. shenanigan possibities here, and I'm sure it'll come into play. whole lot of shenanigans. Um, so, 
It'll be interesting to see, but I, I got Christian retaining with a high level of, of shenanigans. But no, uh, I, again, I don't want to put this on the Adam Copeland scale. On the, if, if he doesn't show up, it, it, it dials the excitement back a little bit. I'm just trying to pump up Christian as much as possible because I think he's been great. And Wait, maybe just, just uh, I mean, we got to do it though. I What's mean, up? if if Copeland shows up, okay, he's not there yet. I can keep calling him Edge. I'm sorry. If Edge were to show up. <laughs> Okay. Do you think is your prediction that he would be showing up to help Christian or to oppose Christian? Um this to me feels like a classic you're my friend but you're doing it you're go you're you know you're 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 off the rails here. So yeah. I got to I got to stop you from winning. It, it it seems like it seems like he would come to initially oppose him and then eventually, you know, Actually, we're yeah. all crazy idiots, and then they become friends, and they go on the the Edge and Christian reunion tour one last sure. time, which would be awesome, and I think we all want to see. Uh, but it, I think I think the shenanigans could. I think Christian could could use just. He has enough shenanigans on his own where he doesn't necessarily. Need it. You're right. No, that's you what know? I mean. Yeah, so, totally plausible. Very plausible, but uh, I, I, I think he would, he would, he would oppose Edge at first, and then you know, I think storytelling wise, they're both just so brilliant, they'll figure out a way to get back on the same page that will either make us all hate them or make us all love them in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, man, I don't even know. I think I'm gonna. I, it doesn't. It doesn't scream like a long rivalry between those two, right? Like it doesn't. It doesn't seem like. It feels like they'll have a match. They might have like one match against each other, maybe like the blow off or like the first one. Yeah, but I think everybody wants to see those guys together. No, right? you're right. I don't think but no, back, but back them. to the match at hand. I, I don't know how to pick this. This is a schmoz. I think Cage probably wins, but I don't know. Um, Jericho and Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi versus the Don Callis family: Takeshita, Sammy Guevara. And Will Ospreay. This one is going to be bonkers. Um, can't believe Jericho's with the Golden Lovers. I can't believe any of this is really happening. Um, I don't really know exactly how to call this one, though, because normally I would assume in a match like this, the heels are going to win to get over on the baby faces and set up the singles matches down the road. But this is a lot of baby face in here. I mean, this is a lot of just Jericho and Omega and Abuchi. Um, how long can they like string this thing out? Well, I guess they could string it out a long time. We don't. We, I mean, that that much is clear. But like, true. For some reason, I'm feeling the baby faces on this one. What do you think? Uh, I do not. I mean, I think the Don Callis family has all the momentum. They do. Um, I think they need uh, I, I, as much as I love the baby faces, they all can afford to lose. True. Because we've all seen them lose recently, except I guess Ibushi, but we did see him get the, the snot kicked out of him uh in Japan. True. Um I think it's I think, you know, I think it's gonna be Callus in the gang. And I think he's gonna be the one that's gonna make the final blow. Um I think Sammy Guevara just turned. Um Takeshita obviously is uh, he's, he's as close to untouchable on the AEW roster as as one could be. And true. Doesn't really make sense uh, for me on the AEW side to have Will Ospreay ever look weak anytime he has any of these, uh, you know, pay per view appearances. So, Listen, I agree with you. I agree with you every step of the way. I'm just like I get my I get so bogged down in the aftermath 
and like yeah. trying to like sort it out. That's why I mean that's why I switch that's why I switch the the baby faces. But you're do you think people right. do you think people are are invested enough in a, a, a Jericho Omega Union that like it would be interesting to see them win? I'm not sure yet. I don't think I think I it's think fun. Are, I, I think it's fun. Yeah. I don't I know. I mean, I can't tell you how invested people are, but I, I it's it's fresh, but it's you know to have those two guys together. Of, yeah, I don't think we've seen enough of them to of them together for 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 people to feel like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna have enough chemistry to pull it out. Uh, doesn't seem like it's gonna happen, in my opinion. But uh, I, I only because I want to see it happen more. I feel like Jericho no, and you're right. have. You're right have so much history. We obviously know what the Golden Lovers are all about, but you haven't really gotten to see them promo with each other, haven't gotten to see their interactions outside of a backstage and see how it, you know, measures up to, you know, three people who hate you, uh, led by the guy who, you know, probably hates you the most. So I, I got I got the Don Kyle's family in this one. All right. You can have it. Um, <laughs> uh, MJF versus the Righteous 2-on-1 Handicap Match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. This one, I don't I mean, this one just seems like it's so geared up for MJF to drop the titles. The Righteous have been getting their little push. The people really seem to like them. Yeah, I like them. Um, but this is all subsumed under the MJF Adam Cole storyline, which, by the way, we can talk about now. MJF's over here feuding with Switchblade on the one hand, but Adam Cole came out, sat in the ring with a giant cast on his leg, said he broke his ankle in three places, his shoot girlfriend, Britt Baker, is like texting, fo- I mean, sw- tweeting out photos of his swollen ankle. I'm just going to do it. I'm calling bullshit on this thing. Cap. I think the whole C-A-P. jump off the ramp, <laughs> I think the jump off the ramp was a pl- was a, was a work. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't at the time. Um, and I, I, I think this is, I, I think, I think those devils backstage who were beating up Jay White were, were Adam Cole and Roddy and and uh, and all that crew. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of Easter eggs being discovered right now after that match. Whether it's the oh, mask, the, the, the mask locker hung room, in the locker, yeah. The, one uh, of they, those one of those uh, goons happened to have a. a, a a suspiciously large neck as well. Um, the person in the mask was suspiciously skinny, right? Like, yeah, definitely wasn't it, just would like, it, uh, would it if, be nuts if it was Britt Baker and not Adam Cole? Oh, oh. <laughs> I kind of I had a feeling it was Britt at first. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. That's, that's interesting. It was very interesting. Uh, but nah, man, um, I love the I love the the cliffhanger. I think it's just Taven and Bennett. And I think it's Taven Bennett and Roddy. Roddy's got the conspicuous neck brace now. Yeah. Adam Cole's got the conspicuous ankle thing. I don't know, man. I th- I don't know if you break your ankle in three places, you don't have to come to the decision to have surgery. Like it's like no, you're having surgery, <laughs> right? And I'm not no orthopedic surgeon or anything like that, but I've been. Around enough athletes to know, uh, <laughs> but I've practiced a little amateur pract- surgery over the years. I've done um, a little amateur uh, clipping and dipping in my day, uh, but nah, it, it, I'm sorry. That cast looked like a working cast. Uh, a person who breaks their ankle in three also, places. I mean, listen, you don't put anything. Ain't past- walking. You're not walking. You're not walking up the ramp. You're not hobbling. You're not doing nothing. You are. Yeah. I'm not going to put anything past any anybody over there in terms of, yeah, whatever. My expectations are always, I mean, they just prove my expectations a lot. But if I were running the show, 
or if I were one of the wrestlers involved, then we had Adam Cole, who's your one of your top couple of guys, just at a match for the title in the top feud, I mean, the top storyline in the company. So he breaks his ankle. He's going to be out for a while. That's fine. But like, I don't know that I would have played it for comedy. You know, I don't know that. I, I mean, I know the whole that whole storyline is inherently a sort of like dark humor thing. But like, I don't know. I think I would have just sent him out there in sweatpants and I just have to be like, yeah, I broke my crutches. I broke my ankle, you know, like whatever. Like, let's be, yeah. let's, let's do it. The fact that he was like sitting in the chair, you know, just showing it off for all to see. I think that that, I think it was deliberate. I think, I think they did that. It was that too to, much of a tell. It was too yeah. much of a tell. I'm right with you on that, Dave. If you really want people to believe that this person is really hurt, you, you know, you, you either, you send them out there by himself and let him do it by himself, you know, and say, hey, man, you know, this really sucks, but blah, 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 I'm going to go. At least that's how I would do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the, the really intriguing thing about all this is if we're right, I mean, even if we're not, but if we're, but if we're right, they're leaving their biggest storyline off of the pay-per-view um, with the with the fans left with like hope and expectation that it'll weave itself into this handicap tag team match at some point. That's pretty wild. Right? I mean, it's a bold move. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> when they won the Ring of Honor tag team titles, did you really believe that they were going to be showing up on Honor Club like to defend those things? <laughs> I mean, if that was no, a way no, no, to... no, 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 that's not it. I just mean, I just mean they're not. I mean, those guys are the biggest stars in the company. Adam Cole, yeah. ankle aside, is not booked onto this show. There's not a World Heavyweight Championship match on this show. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's very true, it, very true. So I guess they're gonna. I mean, I, I presume well, they they'll be a part of it. They got two more nights of TV to 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 get us there, though. I mean, True. Rampage is Friday, Collision is Saturday. A lot of things could change between now and then. We might get some answers on who was part of that assailant crew and some other stuff. Who knows? Who the hell knows? There, I mean, Samoa Joe would be the first person to ask. He's had experience with the ninjas before, so true. <laughs> um, that'll be. Uh, I I can't wait. That'll be interesting. Um, FTR versus Aussie Open. Um, Aussie Open feels like they 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 deserve one, but like this feels like, but like FTRs. I mean, this is FTR all the way, right? Uh I have a hard time betting against FTR, uh, so I'm gonna take them as well. Um, feel like there's rumors of a uh, grizzled young veterans possibly showing up in AEW soon. So I mean, but are they a big time team? I mean, is that a is no? That a but you know, they were doing this open challenge tag team title oh, thing yeah. for a while. I kind of feel like that's gonna be a nice spot for them. Um I I feel like you keep the titles on. I keep I think you keep the titles on FTR, especially if you I possibly agree. have Adam Copeland and uh, coming through the doors. Edge Christian versus FTR tag team title match is is money waiting to be printed. I mean FTR is FTR are probably the greatest tag team in the world. Uh Aussie Open really incredible. This match is gonna be great. In terms of like taking the titles off of FTR, I want a little bit more meat to my story. I want to, they, they, you've got to find them an opponent that really gets us talking. Edge and Christian. I mean, they, they've went up against damn near every legendary tag team you could think of, except those two. And I think the Dudley Boys, maybe. Maybe they work the Dudley Boys in WWF, WWE. But yeah, I think, I think you're saving that, that brain for uh, Adam Cope and Christian Cage tag team title match. 
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we got the two big, big, big matches, at least. I don't know. They're listed last. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland, who now has been jabbed in the hand with a writing implement. Um, that had big match, big time fight, contract signing feel. Swerve has just been on another level. Even Swerve stopping the Nana from occurring during his entrance mm. last night just felt like he's like the most compelling mob boss in all of pro wrestling. Real, um, real hater moves. I love it. Moving like uh, a real hater. So good. I can't wait for this match. This is the match of the night. I don't care about it. I mean, sorry, Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. I am more excited to see what could possibly happen with Swerve Hangman. I hope they main event. I hope they are the main event. I hope they are the last match. No, it's got to be night. Danielson. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. But, um, I mean, Swerve, Adam Page, um... Promo went a lot of places last night. Went from, you know, taking spots to black clouds over the head, which I think was an obvious reference to, you know, the entire CM Punk, you know, face to face and where his life has gone ever since losing that championship. Um, makes a lot of sense for them to kind of use that in the way without straight up actually referencing, hey, yep. I was in a funk for the last year and a half because, you know, CM Punk pretty much buried the shit out of me. <laughs> I haven't really gotten, you know, that luster back. I talked about this a lot on this podcast over the past year that the biggest loser in the entire CM Punk sort of debacle was, um, you know, Adam Page, a guy who was young, a world champion and was a main event guy and all of a sudden wasn't. And yep. If um, if their entire idea was to get Adam Page back into the main event scene through Swerve Strickland, I think it's a stroke of genius because now you're essentially trying to make two more main event guys. Mm-hmm. And Swerve is at the point where I think he's going to go into Wrestle Dream with the most viral song, the most anticipated entrance possibly, um, a home crowd advantage. And it probably his bit well, definitely his biggest singles match in 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 his AEW career. I think this is a swerve win, man. I, I mean, I, it makes the most sense 
Um, he's got the Mogul Embassy behind him. There's ways to to keep Adam Page hot, even though he'll, he might take the L. But this seems to me that Swerve is going to elevate in this match and do some real dark, real dastardly, real mean heel shit to, huh. you know, pretty much announce that I've arrived at, at AEW as a main event type of player. Um, so I think I, I got Swerve in this one. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a lock uh, because I, I also I don't think agree, it's a lock either. I also but. agree that it's this is going to continue. Um, but you know, it feels. I think going with the Swerve win opens up the most possibilities for fo- moving forward, and I think that's that's what you're doing here. Um, all right, and then Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. I this is one of the. I feel like we have that almost every Danielson match is like a philosophical conversation at this point. It's like Danielson should win, you know, hometown, his company, main event, you know, send him home happy. But it always comes down to like maybe Brian Danielson just wants to lose to Zack Saber Jr. Maybe the, maybe Danielson gets to decide, gets to book this match himself, and he's just going to say, "Let's make Zack Saber Jr. look good." I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pick Danielson, but who knows, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I kind of feel like I kind of feel you on this one, right? Brian Danielson is the type of person that would hype this match up just to put Zack Saber Jr. over. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I have a hard time betting against uh, Brian in his in his Kobe run in his last in his last year. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call this the last dance or his his, his Kobe run. His you know whatever, because anytime somebody else is gonna try and follow this up. You're going to bring up the elite mm-hmm. Draymond Green sort of soundbite. It's like, oh, you thought you was Kobe? You thought you was Danielson? They don't yeah. love you like that. <laughs> you know? yep. um, but they love Brian like that, especially in Seattle. Um, unless you got Zack Sabre Jr. coming back to do some AEW television for a long time, uh, I don't see the reason in Danielson not going over in Seattle in a technical dream match. Um, two of the best grapplers we've ever seen, technical wrestlers we've ever seen. It's going to be awesome. It's probably going to be like an hour long and uh, I can't wait for it. But this, I'm I'm going to take Brian Danielson to win. Uh, okay, we agree there. Let's quickly run through the NXT show just because Let's we got some fun stuff. Um, NXT No Mercy, Carmelo Hayes versus Dragon off for the NXT Championship. These guys have been circling each other and fighting each other for some time. I can't quite figure out how you have Dragunov lose this match. <sighs> That's kind of where I'm at with it too, right? You like, could have waited longer to put them back together. Yeah. But where we are now, Dragunov, Dra- Dragunov looks kind of bad if you can't beat him. Yeah. And I feel like they've been telling the story of Carmelo Hayes not necessarily being as focused as he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always on the phone. He's always doing other stuff in addition to yep. become being the NXT champion. And I think the rise of Trick Williams is something to keep an eye on as well. Well, Trick's got another match. So Trick could be unavailable for... This is true. Know. This is true. But they've they've told... The the backstory of this entire Hayes-Dragunov rivalry has been, well, you can't win without Trick. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he probably won't be here, but I feel like as over as he's gotten in the past several weeks, him getting that spot against Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship, I could see a, a way where not only Dragunov wins, but maybe Trick Williams is involved in it somehow where he ends up costing his best friend the NXT Championship 
in a, in a, in a, you know, a way that he meant to, or maybe didn't mean to. Um, it's always been about belief in each other and mm-hmm. telling that story. Trick Williams has always sounded like he believes in Mello, but sometimes Mello says things that doesn't really sound like he believes in Trick. Sure. And, and I think there's a way that you tell that story with those two. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot. I think there's a whole lot of meat to be picked off that bone. I totally as agree. A rivalry. So we go friendship. into a program with those two or something, yep. and then, uh, yeah, think, well, that, and that's an exit night. Yeah. All right, we're in agreement on that. Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship Extreme Rules. Can Tiffany get it back? Yeah, she should get it back. Um, I mean, listen. I've read every interview of, of Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch did an interview with the New York Post. They want Chris Van Vliet about how important she wants to make the NXT title and defend it and give people opportunities or whatever. <sighs> kind of on the fence here because I feel like Tiffany Stratton is a megastar ready to be launched. And it, you would think that her losing the title on TV would be so she can get a big victory at a premium live event at such as No Mercy. So um, I'm going to go with Tiffany Stratton here. I think she's going to end up pulling it off and, and getting her get back. And then we get the rubber match sometime down the line between uh, Tiffany and Becky. In uh, I don't know when their next pay-per-view is, but I think fairly soon. Uh. Well, you think they're going to think this bring? They're going to bring this to the main roster pay per view. You mean? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It feels like a rubber match to me. It feels like Becky Lynch doesn't want to do anything else with other people on the roster except bring them up. Um, so I, I think even though she might lose the NXT title, I don't think she's going to be out of the NXT scene uh, immediately, like we usually see with main roster people. So we'll see. But I got Tiffany on this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, we can probably skip the tag team Fatal 4-Way and the Heritage Cup matches, even though there's going to be a lot of fun. Butch Gnome mm-hmm. Dar might be the match of the night. Um, but uh, Dominic Mysterio, the greatest wrestler in the world. <laughs> that was a hell of a match against Dragon Lee. Yes, um, versus Trick Williams with Dragon Lee as the special guest referee for the NXT North American Championship. I... Despite Dragon Lee's presence, despite the the rise of Trick, I think this is a lock for Dominic. But who knows, man? I think this is my biggest lock of the night. Dominic uh, think, retaining? Yeah. Uh, Dominic is <laughs> as hot as a heel as there is in the roster. And one could argue the biggest ratings draw in NXT in years. <laughs> you know, why would you why would you take it off of him at any time soon? So uh, I think with all the shenanigans, especially against referee, the fact that Dragon Lee is there seems to me that they're going to run it back one more time. Uh, and, and Dragon Lee is going to have to begrudgingly count that three count on some Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker stuff from years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so give me, give me Dominic Mysterio beating Trick Williams, even though Trick Williams is on fire right now. And I think is, is, is ready for bigger things. Uh, 
I don't think the NXT North American Championship What's is bigger than, so than losing to Dominic Mysterio. There's no, what, the big, there is none. There you there's go. The biggest thing, the biggest place you can be right now in pro wrestling is to be Dominic Mysterio. And so the number two <laughs> is losing to Dominic Mysterio. There you go. There you go. You nailed it. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I think we got that. I, th- I, I, I feel, I feel comfortable about that one. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, anybody think, else get fired or signed or anything this week? Well, I'm not going to look on X or Twitter to make sure <laughs> we didn't miss anything. So no, I think we're good here. All right, man. Well, um, happy wrestle dream weekend. Uh, this could be, uh, big for any number of reasons. Um, and uh, happy Jade Cargo week. It was a, this, is a, this is a big week for Jade Cargo. Right, for thank us, you for right. the thank you for the bump, Jade. Appreciate it. Thanks for the rub. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you want to get your plugs in as we get out of here? Yeah, man. Catch me on Count It, Fanatics, Points Bet. As always, basketball season is around the corner. Got a lot to talk about with Dame Lillard today, so make sure you tune in on that. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Say less with uh, Caslow King and Rosie back this October. And, uh, well, I guess this week. So tune in for that this upcoming week. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. And that's about it, man. Appreciate everybody tuning in, sharing comments, nice, kind words about the interview this past week. It was uh, it was really dope. More to come. You can find me here. You can find me on the Press Box. Be sure to listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, The Masked Man Show, Cheap Heat, and Wednesday Worldwide, um, as you can see. We got a lot of stuff happening all the time on that feed. Thank you to our amazing producer, Brian H. Waters. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. Supposed to fight filthy Tom Lawler this weekend. Uh, That got canceled because of his injury. So a real apology this time. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.